Hello, and welcome back to the third episode of my podcast. Um, I just wanted to start this off by saying thank you so much for listening, for joining this episode, joining, uh, joining or listening, whatever. Um, if you listened to the past two episodes, thank you. I, I cannot say how much I appreciate it. Um, this has really just been a project, I guess. I'm, I want to say passion project, but also just like... I don't know, it's just something I thought would be interesting to do, and hey, I mean, it has. And today's episode, I wanted to talk about um, exercise and um, eating, and how they can be unhealthy, and pretty much my personal relationship with it, and how my views on it, as I'm the only one making this podcast, so everything's about my views. Haha. <laughs> Sucks for you guys, but... <laughs> yeah, so, um... Let's just get right into it. Um, I wanted to first talk about how I've been working out more recently, and when I say working out, I mean lifting weights, because I play soccer, if you didn't know that, and I play soccer for my school team, and I play outside of school, so I, it's, not, it's not that I've been like just getting out of shape. I mean, I haven't been in as good playing shape as I want to be, but in terms of generalized good shape, I think I've been around that level. Um... I've been doing cardio, obviously, for soccer, and, but when I say I've, when, that I've been working out, I mean that, like, I've been lifting weights, and I've been getting, I've done a couple week or so of it recently, and it's really had a positive impact on me. Um, last time I really worked out, like, on a consistent schedule was December, and earlier than that last December, like, not the recent one, but the one before that December, and that was very, like, two weeks of it, three weeks maybe, and then before that, it was, like, I don't know, entering high school, and I'm now a sophomore, so that's a while ago, and working out is not something that I just stopped because it was too much effort, it was something I stopped because it contributed to me having a negative self-image of myself. Um, going back to when I was entering high school, that was a time where I struggled with anorexia, and not, and it was more of that I just refused to eat food above subsistence. Like, I would barely eat enough food to just have enough energy to go through the day, and especially during a pandemic where we weren't really doing much, I would eat very little food and then work out once or twice a day um even if they weren't big workouts just something because I would feel very um very sensitive about what I look like how I amount of calories I was eating what I was eating and so I've really been putting off working out like consistently because I've always felt like that contributed to my eating disorder in a sense that like it kind of just became a little tornado how one thing and then another thing and then they just kept on going together and the working out didn't help and it just kept it being unhealthy but as I've gotten back into it it's something I realized that I really enjoy it I really enjoy the um I enjoy pushing yourself to the limits. I enjoy, I've always enjoyed competition, but just competition within myself that I can do better. And even if I'm not lifting for strength, it's lifting for endurance for soccer. 
and I still very much enjoy it because you're always pushing yourself to the limit and pushing yourself and beating and having competition of even yourself uh that's just something that gets me that get, like drives me and fuels me to do better and where was I going with this um yeah so going back to you know things okay okay so I wanted to talk about um how working out in like the the idea of working out within our society now is kind of changed a bit I'd like to say I think it's kind of become like oh you don't I I think like a view on it is that oh you don't work out you are a lazy fat bum you are stupid you are you just don't care about your body and that is utterly wrong um I think there's a point where people who don't work out they all they sometimes care about their body more than other people it's just they can't push themselves to be able to get to that spot because even myself whenever I go to I have weights at my dad's house um but there's like very minimal so if I ever do go to like the school gym or an actual gym I always feel really self-conscious about the amount of weight that I'm able to lift um for my height for my own like weight and especially for someone who might be in not great shape I think that environment of like that environment of a gym may just be too much to be able to handle where you may not be able to lift as much even though you might look so big and that is the idea of judgment within that gym and the social anxiety that it creates is a very big problem and personally I don't have a solution and I don't like that I don't have a solution because some things I really hate about people is when they just identify a problem they just put it out there and then they don't have a solution to fix it so they're just identifying a problem that's probably already been identified it's just there's no solution so I'm kind of becoming the person I hate but oh well yeah oh well um <laughs> and I just I don't know how we can combat this um I think if if gyms were to become much more accessible to people not like in terms of money or in terms of distance I mean more encouragement like the encouragement of that anyone could work out for themselves they don't have to work out for someone else um and I think that also ties into your self-image right um that you have to own yourself you are the person stuck in your body no one else is stuck in your body you have that body for the rest of your life so you have either you improve it or you don't and no one else can really control that so if you really want to work on it and get in better shape then that's on you that's something you have to understand and that's something the effort that you have to put in and especially with me one of my problems is that i was just blaming everything else blame my parents for not giving me like not buying the correct food um yeah I'd blame my parents for not giving me money to go to a gym and there's there's always going to be infinite excuses to not do something beneficial but once you're able to conquer those excuses once you're able to identify that that is just not true those excuses are just flat out wrong then you're going to be able to move forward and that's when you're going to be able to progress and that's pretty much when you're going to be able to reach what you think is your best self 
even if it's not clear, um, when you're able to put forth the effort and work through things, that's when you're able to achieve your best self. So, there was not a good direction with that. There really wasn't, but <laughs> for what I'm trying to say is that you should work out. It's good. Even if it there may be anxiety over it, everyone started somewhere. The like most ripped people you've ever met used to look not like that. They used to feel the same thing you did when they started working out. Um, so pretty much most people are going to be accepting of that unless you re- meet some real a-holes. And that, that, that's just that's just bad if you do I mean that's just an L for you but don't have social anxiety about it it's something that everyone's pretty much accepted that if you're trying to work on yourself you can't really make fun of someone for that if they're trying to improve their life you can't make fun of someone for that because that's a lot more than a lot of people are doing um also your self image your self image it's called a self image because it's about you your self-image isn't what people think of you, and that should what people think of you shouldn't affect your self-image. You shouldn't have outside opinions caring about you. Because, I mean, what do they know about you? They see you... In, in comparison to how much you know about yourself, they have no clue who you are. They've never... They, they've never met yourself on that personal level that you know yourself. So why do their opinions matter? What validity do they have? Nothing. Um, and you can't get wrapped up in those opinions. And also wanted to tie this into um, eating habits and eating disorders, kind of. I mean, kind of not, but I wanted to talk about my personal experience. So when COVID, the pandemic started in March-ish, I want to say. Yeah, must, yeah March. And that was my end of 8th grade going into freshman year. And fast forward to like summer of freshman year, my self-image was quite low. What I thought of myself was quite low. I considered myself to be a fat slob. And because of that, I went on a very strict-ish diet that wasn't healthy for a teenager, a growing teenager and I mean in that time it kind of just felt like I was trying to work I was working hard to like better myself but now looking back on it I mean it's horrendous what I was doing I would eat two meals a day if not one um those meals I would eat would be incredibly small most of my day would be spent drinking water Um, Or just doing nothing because I wouldn't have the energy to do anything. I never really attributed to that. And it's a cycle that continued for multiple months. And I only really realized how much of a problem it became once I started realizing that I was losing hair off the top of my head when I was a kid. (laughs) And I first thought it was because I had longer hair and like... I don't know, I get out of the shower, I'm combing my hair, and hair comes out like that, that's the problem, my long hair, but I cut it, and then I was like, wait, this, that's not the problem, I'm losing hair, because my body isn't getting its nutrients, and that, 
that's something that I have to live with for the rest of my life that I just don't I just have less hair on my head because of that compares to other people and you can sometimes see through and just see my scalp because of said hair and yeah as I said it's something I have to live with and that being kind of a turning point for me yeah, I was it was so important because it made me realize that I was not healthy and I after that I've still struggled with anorexia and times um, and it's most of the time when I feel like I'm alone because um, I'm quite the extrovert so when I'm alone it's not great I don't like just being with myself and that's also one of the reasons I started this podcast because I don't like being with myself and just myself but when sometimes when I'm alone I will eat too much food I'll shame myself for it I'll, I'll bore to meat and I'll shame myself for it and that is not good and then after that there'll just be a cycle of just like eating very very little food to kind of counteract it which I know may not make much sense but in my head it does and yeah so that's something that's been reoccurring in my life the struggle with anorexia and I think it's happened as recently as like a few weeks ago where I just would binge eat food or not eat food and there was no real healthy balance between it and one of person I think one of the reasons that I have always struggled I, I, I personally have always struggled with my relationship with food um pretty much my parents got divorced in first second grade ish when I was six or seven right around that time and when they got divorced my dad doesn't really know how to make food like he doesn't know he doesn't really know how to cook right he can heat up something in the microwave that's he's good with that but in terms of just making like a healthy food for his kid he's not good at that so we would be consistently eating out and I think at that time food became a comfort for me especially as a six-year-old going through that big of a change where your mom kind of just leaves takes you one day with her and at least from my rem- I remember I was just in a new house and she goes oh yeah we're, you're not going to see your dad until next week. Because I remember I asked her, when are you going back home? She said, you're not going to see your dad till next week. And I've really struggled with... I think, uh, to me, food has always been accepting. It's always been some... It's always been there for me. You can't... Well, I mean, you can't get rid of food, but... I've never... Food's never not been there for me. So if I'm ever bored, if I'm ever feeling sad, it'll, it, it doesn't say no, you know, it's therapy that you can always have. It's something that'll always make me happy. Um, and yeah, I'm kind of getting a little bit off topic here, but I just kind of want to establish some background to like my relationship with food and as I've said, I've previously struggled with anorexia for quite a while, and, um, yeah, and I know that most people that struggle with anorexia are female, 
and that's kind of why I think it took me a while to realize I had an eating disorder just because all the talk about eating disorders is with women and even though they may like advertisements for it may be kind of generalized it's pretty obvious that it's for women I mean men don't really like look at body magazines all too often or like things like that they are mass marketed to people to teenagers that like this is unhealthy um some things you just don't see with guys and the underrepresentation is i think is what hurt me the most the fact that i never had that idea i never i never had someone i never had an advertisement showing me i never had someone telling me that like this is unhealthy i mean i knew it was unhealthy i this is hard to say um it's i would never really had an example of male eating disorder and it really just felt like i was on my own for a while and as i've said when i do feel on my own i do tend to go back towards that which is why i um really don't it's not that I don't like people commenting about my body, my weight, or when someone gives a good comment, it feels really good. It's just, it doesn't, it's wrong. I, I really, it, it feels very wrong. Like, I remember my dad's girlfriend, one time she saw me when um, I was anorexic, and I think she thought I was healthy, and my body was healthy. And then the next time she saw me, it was much later, and she... The first thing she said to me was, Hi, Karshan. Oh, you look like you put on some pounds from the last time I met you. And that really... Things like that just really hurt, you know? Um, I think after that, I was in my bedroom crying for a decent amount of time. Um, after that, I binge ate. Um, I think like a couple months after that, I was anorexic for a little bit. And... Um, it's not fun having someone in your life like my dad's girlfriend who obviously it may have been coming from a, like a nice, you know, sarcastic, not sarcastic, like it, it, she might not have meant it like, oh, Karshin, you're fat, but to me as someone who struggled with their weight, um, I used to be obese um up until like eighth grade where i lost a bunch of weight before eighth grade i was obese and i've always been very self-conscious about my weight and to hear those comments after i like i was very happy with myself i was very happy with how i wasn't anorexic anymore and that really really hurt so that's go tying back to the beginning that's really why it i couldn't bring myself to work out again um, I'd do it for a day, I'd feel so proud of myself, and then I just couldn't do it again. I don't know why. It sounds stupid, I know, I'm just... It hurts. I... It doesn't hurt, it... I don't know, it's... I... I'm just... I'm spitballing here. You guys aren't listening to this to hear a professional talker. I still don't know why you're listening to this. I mean, we're 20 minutes in and I'm just rambling, but 
thank you for listening. Um, the, the episode's not over. I'll figure out something to talk about. <laughs> so, yeah, um, there is a lot. There's your eating and your body and your fitness about, and I, I perception of yourself should really be yourself. You should be the one deciding that. Society has no clue who you are. Um, and something I really like to live by is would you take criticism from someone you would take for, don't take criticism from someone you wouldn't take advice from. And I have no clue who said it. I probably saw it in a TV show knowing me. And, um, what what I think, I think it means is that like, you shouldn't just take insults from people. Because you don't just take advice from anyone. You have to... You take advice from people you trust. You take advice from people that are credible. And that's the same way with... Um, with criticisms. Because what is a criticism? It's just negative advice, right? And when it's spun the correct way, a criticism is advice. So, would you take... Would you... Would you... Do you... You can't hurt from someone who you don't trust saying something negative about you. You can't hurt from that as... You wouldn't listen to them if it was something positive, and eventually you just have to start in your mind if it's if someone isn't saying something positive to you, you just have to spin it around positively yourself. You have to have that idea in your head that this I want this to be kind, I want this to be positive, I want this to improve my life. And I'm getting off course here, but yeah. Also, if you are in any way think you have an eating disorder, if any way you have unhealthy eating habits, if any way you just aren't confident with yourself, don't feel afraid to reach out to people. I can assure you there's so many people who've gone through it and they just, they may not have talked to you about it because to everyone it just feels like they're the only one going through it. And there's so many resources that you can get to. There's I mean, if you're listening to this, you probably have my phone number. If you don't, you probably have my snap. You can just talk to me about it. I am always ready and uh, to talk to someone who may need help. Um, if you don't, there is a eating disorder hotline. I don't have it on my screen right now, but you can just look it up and just talk to someone. Um, or I think you can text them too. But the most important thing is this, you are not alone in, you're not the only one doing this. It is shocking how many people do this. And um, I feel, I forgot, oh, I forgot, I, for, I did a project on this earlier um, for health class and I forgot what my statistics were. But there's over, there's like hundreds of millions of people who have gone through this all over the world. Um, I think more than hundreds of millions of all over the world, but at least hundreds of millions in, I don't know. Um, but to prove my point, you are not alone. Everyone, not everyone, but a lot of people understand what you're going through. You can always reach out to any of them. Um, I think they would rather have you reach out and them give a bad response than you not reaching out at all. Because at least... For example, this podcast, I'm not talking to anyone right now, but just talking about my own issues is helping me process them. 
So even if you're just reaching out to someone and they don't respond, you're still helping yourself because you're giving yourself that vulnerability. You're allowing yourself to be touched. You're not not touched. That sounds wrong. You are allowing yourself to be vulnerable. I already said vulnerable. You're allowing yourself to be hurt in a sense. You're allowing. You're giving yourself. This, these things I'm gonna say they can be taken a very bad way you you're helping yourself we'll just go with that very simple you're helping yourself essentially with doing these things so yeah listen talk talk to someone about it any other advice I want to give um I gotta think quick I'm at 24 24 minutes oh my that is a lot I am quite proud of that I did not think I could talk into a microphone through um Alright, that's it. I can't think of anything. So, thank you for listening to episode 3. This actually was all one take. I know I've said that about the previous episodes, but those those actually were one takes, but I kind of, like, filmed the intro, cut it, filmed the first part, cut it, filmed the second part, cut it, posted. This one has fully been one take, and unless I mess this up right now, I think we're looking golden, because I'm probably not going to talk for 25 more minutes, but... Okay, back to the original point. Thank you for listening to episode three. Thank you for sticking around with this podcast. Um, I really appreciate that people care about the things I'm saying. I really didn't expect people to care. Um, I thought this would kind of be like a one, two episode thing, and then I kind of give up. But again, the positive feedback I've been getting have been amazing. They always make my day. So thank you for that. Um, Yeah. I've, I've gotten feedback about how people can relate to this and that made me really happy because that's what I want this to be. I want this whole podcast to kind of just be a collection of our high school identity, right? I want it to be a collection of people. I don't want it to just specifically be about me, but I want it to help people in a sense. And even if, yeah. So whenever you're listening to this, if you're listening to the morning, have a great rest of your day, afternoon, great rest of your day and night, go to sleep. But yeah, thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day and stay tuned for episode four because now that this podcast is actually doing stuff, we're gonna we're we're gonna be on an up I wouldn't say an upload schedule. We're gonna be on a we're gonna be on a podcast grind. We're gonna be pumping out episodes at least once a week. So yeah, thank you and uh, goodbye.